Today on the Orthodox Ethos Podcast, 12,383 reasons why I will not be joining the ranks of the inoculated. In this presentation, I, an Orthodox Christian priest and a professor of dogmatic theology, will be presenting the reasons why I will not be inoculated with the experimental genetically manipulated solutions being offered for a virus which, is, uh, which has a 99.7% survival rate uh, if you contract it. If you want to see all 12,383 reasons against inoculation, you will need to remain until the very end of the podcast. For months now, people have written me and have asked me to do a podcast uh, on the inoculations and share why I will not be receiving any of them. Undoubtedly, there is much, very much, one could say from many perspectives And so as not to repeat what has already been well stated elsewhere, I will direct you to a few of the posts which I put in the description below, which are noteworthy. I will focus rather on those reasons which are perhaps unique to the Orthodox Christian outlook and have not been stressed much today. I will focus in particular on one aspect in our whole decision-making process as Orthodox Christian Christians, when we are facing such momentous decisions. If one could try to boil it down to one sentence or one phrase, it may be simply stated, it is a matter of trust. Who do you trust? This is the basis for so much in our life, and indeed so much in the gospel. As our Lord has said and said many times in the gospel to those who he extended uh, and who were recipients of his healing and care, let it be according to thy faith. In other words, according to the trust you have shown in me. This is the case again today. We are being called to place our trust in big pharma, big government, and mass media, to name a few. And even according to some clergy, our trust should be placed, they say, in God as the inspirer if not the provider of this new wonder of science, these new solutions, uh, the light, quote-unquote, light at the end of the tunnel, according to one bishop, uh, the tunnel that is COVID, and uh, maybe even the salvation, uh, I've heard, uh, uh, and our only hope of salvation from the pandemic, according to others. And yet, many factors and experiences have contributed to undermine this trust in the promoters, the providers, the producers, the distributors of these rushed, experimental, and genetically uh, manipulated solutions. So before I get to certain particular reasons from an orthodox perspective as to why I will not be taking the inoculation, allow me first to commemorate just a few of those factors and experiences uh, that exist Uh, today for many people, which undermine the trust, which undermine the trust more generally. Number one, 
there was never and is not now a need for an experimental inoculation for a virus which is 99.7 percent uh has a 99.7 percent survival rate for the population people can be and are being treated and saved from illness and death with the existing medicine i personally know several doctors who are healing people regularly hundreds of them who come into contact with the virus with existing medicine if one can be healed with existing means why would one risk injury and death from an experimental drug number two from the outset of the quote-unquote pandemic there was a one-dimensional focus on developing an inoculation and an apparent concerted effort by the same opinion shapers and mass media outlets to not focus on early treatment, to not focus on the existing medicines. And this situation undoubtedly undermines trust and instills hesitancy in many. Number three, the available, available uh, inoculations utilized aborted fetal tissue cell lines in their testing or production. It is, of course, ethically impossible for Orthodox Christians to in any way directly or indirectly support or justify for any supposed good the murder of innocent babies in the womb. Good is not good if not done in a good way. If many of us were previously ignorant of the extent to which the cells from aborted, murdered babies are being utilized in the production of a variety of drugs, this is no excuse to continue willfully in ignorance and to justify further the sin. Number four. Whenever a government, together with the NGOs, engage in a full correlated and multi-level program of indoctrination which tramples upon free speech and freedom of movement one's trust in the directives is undermined how much more should one be weary when he observes a clear one-sided multi-state supported crusade with not only the carrot but the stick and many are being offered unbelievably young children money to get the inoculation a multi-state correlated coordinated program being conducted to pressure populations into receiving the inoculations severely undermines trust number five a bedrock of medical law and ethics is the need for all drugs and medicines to be administered only after informed consent. What we witness today, however, is that not only have insufficiencies and neglect in the testing stage been downplayed, but many negative consequences of the inoculations are being ignored. And this again severely undermines trust. To give just one example of a yet another aspect which undermines trust in this regard, the supposed and need for a third shot, which is now coming before us and will become before us in the months ahead, is, of course, totally unjustified and untested, and there's been no, absolute zero 
testing and preparation for such a third shot and no basis for anyone to trust that that third shot will be safe. Number six, inconsistent and hypocritical tactics and practices applied for the vaxxed and non-vaxxed, such as, just one example, requiring tests only for the non-vaxxed, even though it is well known and accepted today that the vaxxed continued to contract the virus. They continue to get and get sick from the virus and the, the new variations of the virus. So this alone severely undermines trust. Number seven, the unbelievable move to inoculate children, even under the age of 12, for a virus which does not affect them at all. And the specious justification for this, again, serve really to undermine trust. Number eight, finally, and one could go on and name many, many more and add more items to this list, the wonder inoculations are as of yet unproven. Uh, they are experimental and have indeed proven harmful for thousands of people, for many, many of the inoculated. Adverse reactions prove the danger. For a total and current count of the adverse events in the United States, stay tuned until the end of this podcast. One could go on for quite some time recounting the many reasons that trust has been shattered. However, I want to turn our focus to reasons for hesitancy, if not resistance, which are particular to Orthodox Christians. In order to understand where an Orthodox Christian places his trust, however, it's necessary first to say a word about authority in the Orthodox Church. Quite contrary to both papal Protestantism with its infallible head and supporting clerical elite in the Vatican, and Reformed Protestantism with its innumerable, infallible individual popes, authority in the Orthodox Church has always, always, ultimately rested with the saints. To be an Orthodox Christian means to follow the Holy Fathers, and not just one or two or a selected group, but, for instance, the ancient fathers that many Protestants try to go back to and follow, but Indeed, first of all, those fathers in our age and their immediate predecessors, this is a very important point that many, many do not understand and neglect. Furthermore, it is necessary to stress today that the church is not equal, not equal to the hierarchy. We hear all the time the church, and they mean the hierarchy, and indeed they mean oftentimes the patriarch alone or the archbishop alone, or even the group of 10 or 12 bishops who are on the continuous synod, and they say the church. So the church is not equal to all of the hierarchy put together, much more one or two or 10 members of the hierarchy. Uh, the church is the entire body and manifests par excellence in the saints as symbolized by the 24 holy elders, the white-clad holy elders around the throne of Christ in the book of the Revelation of St. John 4.4, for reference. In fact, not, an on, not only an archbishop, but even a whole synod of bishops could fall away from the truth and the church if they cease to walk according to the path of the Holy Fathers and cease to follow 
the saints and fathers in their own day and their predecessors. Just as one meets Christ in a particular time and space, not, not in our head, not in imagination, not in our desire, but in a particular time and space incarnate, we, we meet Christ, and that means today in the temple and in the Eucharistic synaxes, so too one becomes a disciple of, the, of Christ by becoming a disciple in time and space, in a particular place, of the living saints who Christ dwells in and has shown forth as holy and faithful through signs and miracles, wisdom, and the confession of faith. There is a hierarchy of authority and all, even bishops, if they be wise in Christ, seek to be disciples of those charismatic elders who walk with God and say only what the Holy Spirit has given them to say. And so, as in all matters of great import, as an Orthodox Christian and as an Orthodox Christian priest, I run to the Holy Fathers of today, the Holy Ascetic Strugglers, the Warrior Hesychas, and I seek their guidance as to what is blessed to do, submit and be inoculated, or flee and be free of it, but suffer the social and legal consequences. A cursory examination of the matter reveals, indeed, that the overwhelming witness of the saints and our contemporary God-bearing elders warns Christians against the inoculations, these particular inoculations, and in particular, the whole methodology surrounding them points the way forward for many of our contemporary elders. Let's start with St. Paisus of the Holy Mountain. He famously said, a vaccine has been developed for a new disease which will be obligatory, and people taking it will be marked. I'm not going to go into that as I've already done an extensive uh, podcast and there is an excerpt on our Orthodox Ethos website uh, channel on YouTube which you can view uh, and you can hear all the reasons that uh, I believe based myself on the disciples of St. Paisios. He said that and what he meant by that. But certainly uh, if we follow the disciples of St. Paisios who are the best interpreters of what he means, uh, we will avoid the inoculation. They all are against the inoculation because they believe that St. Paisus was talking and referring to this time and place. So see that interview and you'll see uh, the explanation for it. But let's go on to other contemporary elders who are still in this world. St. Paisus is reposed, of course. And among the first to speak directly and unequivocally to the whole matter was Elder Parthenios of St. Paul's Monastery in Mount Athos, a veteran soldier of the spiritual war, an abbot since the mid-1970s, and a monk since the mid-1950s. He strictly forbade his spiritual children from getting the injection, seeing certain important similarities as to the methodology with the mark of the beast spoken of in the revelation of St. John the Theologian. Next, another reason we hear from the well-known disciple of St. Paisios, Elder Ephthemios of Kapsala, who warned very early on in April of 2020, we have a podcast on that at the time, we issued a 
podcast on that on our Orthodox Ethos web, uh, uh, YouTube channel. And he said then, and he says again now in 2021, in June, to avoid the inoculations. He says in particular, this is a vaccine that was put into use so quickly before it was sufficiently tested, which does not fully protect vaccinated. And every day we learn of serious side effects and deaths of vaccinated individuals. We learn these facts not from the statistics, but also from acquaintances and relatives of ours. We have firsthand experience, in other words. Number four, another spiritual disciple of St. Paisios, Elder Gabriel of the Kili of St. Christodolos, near Kudulumusi Monastery on Mount Athos again, the bastion in the center of orthodoxy, Mount Athos in northern Greece. He likewise called upon all Christians not to take the inoculations, since not only are they dangerous, but they are akin to spiritual and physical defilement, having within them some, if distant, even if distant, traces of the use during testing uh, of fetal tissue cell lines. That's Elder Gabriel, well-known and beloved of the faithful here in Greece. Number five, recently we heard from the elder Philotheos of Caracalo Monastery on Mount Athos, a disciple of the great elder Ephrem, who points us beyond the superficial and physical challenges to the spiritual slavery, to the spiritual slavery which looms behind the whole system, including the vaccinations. He says, behind the back of all these events, stands the enemy of salvation, the devil, acting as their participant and secret mastermind. He sees that the methods and means used to impose the mandatory reception of the inoculations are not of God, but are a preparation for the coming of the man of iniquity. Quote, this explains the obviously dictatorial means they are using to impose the and the mass manipulation of consciousness that is being exploited by the mass media and the internet. Number six, according to the great missionary and monk of Gregorio Monastery, Father Damaskinos, who is from Mount Athos but works in the Congo of the, for the church there doing missionary work, he says, uh, according to Revelation, to a spiritual daughter and well-known woman who is in her gr- well-progressed in age, very pious woman, that St. Nectarios of Aegina, no less, revealed to her not to take the dangerous, life-threatening inoculations and that Christians should not take them. He likewise explains that there was a miracle of St. Ephraim of Neamakri in Athens who appeared to a sick young girl when she went with her, fa- her father to the monastery of St. Ephraim And he said to her, I am the patron of this monastery. I will heal you, but tell your parents not to go to my monastery wearing a mask. I am the patron saint of this monastery. The mask does not help in the church. Here is the grace of God. And number eight, the great and well-known exorcist and clairvoyant elder Savas Archelaos of blessed memory, a renowned elder in Greece, he warned over 14 years ago that the Antichrist will take control of the medical establishment and produce drugs which will poison people. He said there will be a conspiracy to create a virus which will make people ill. 
He said their aim, their program, is to decrease the population of the earth. He said he speaks of the creation of these, uh, or rather he spoke of the creation of these sicknesses as biological weapons by the United States government. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but there are now politicians in the United States government, in the Senate, who are calling these things biological weapons as well. That which will cause this new illness uh, will resemble a flu, but it will be generated by a kind of microplasm which will be transmitted through a vaccine against the flu. These are words spoken over 14 years ago. Of course, Elder Savas has reposed. He's gone on to the heavenly kingdom, but he speaks to us and warns us against these manac machinations of the enemy of our salvation. The great elder Ephraim of blessed memory of Philotheo Monastery and St. Anthony's Monastery in Arizona, who opposed nearly two years ago, the spiritual father of thousands and thousands of spiritual children all over North America and Greece, and founder of more than two dozen monasteries in America, Canada, and Greece, truly a great saint of our day, appeared to a spiritual daughter and warned that the path humanity is on will bring great sorrow and death. Quote, Repentance, repentance. Great evils are coming. You cannot imagine how evil. Alas, what awaits you? Repent as long as there is time. Get on your knees and weep. Shed tears of repentance so that perhaps Christ will soften. This also has to do with what is happening in America. Many people will depart through all that is coming. Many people will depart. In other words, they will die. And elsewhere, the great missionary elder and spiritual father spoke to a spiritual son and told him not to wear the face masks, especially in the house of God. It's very interesting. The elder said, what is happening in America? What did he mean? Well, elder Sabas said that these biological weapons will be created by the United States government. So this is just a sampling of some of the most notable and published testimonies of contemporary saints, elders, spiritual fathers on Manathos and elsewhere. There are many others who are unknown to the cyber sphere and YouTube realm, but are known to their spiritual children and to God. I've met some of them. I've spoken to them. Some you also know who are not on Manathos. They have the same mind, the same spirit, such as the well-known metropolitan of Morfu in Cyprus, Metropolitan Neophytos, who said the shots will prove themselves to be very dangerous for people. In the same way, we have genetically modified food, we will slowly have modified people. And Father Savas Ayuritis, well known for his prolific daily speeches, talks, lectures, has been warning for over a year against the inoculation in many, many videos. This witness of the Holy Fathers is enough for me as an Orthodox priest. I don't need anything else. I trust them. I have experience of their wisdom on a personal level. I was born and raised in the Orthodox faith by their hands. Some of them actually literally raised me in the faith and initiated me into the church. For the purpose of fulfilling the aim of this podcast, I could end here.
And yet, already there are thousands of reasons emerging every week as to why we should all follow the wisdom of these Holy Fathers. The tragedy, some of them said would develop, has begun. Their words and warnings are already being proven true. And this is, I fear, only the beginning of our woes and tribulations. The cries and the weeping of countless families and spouses and children are being heard from around the world, of which a small sampling I will now submit to you. The following images and videos that you will see witness to the thousands of reasons why we should follow the wisdom of the Holy Fathers. God help us. God bless us and illumine us to do his will and not be deceived in this day of great and mind-boggling deception. To continue the podcast and to view the images and learn of the stories that have been referenced, go to the Orthodox Ethos YouTube channel for the rest of of the story.